Good evening and welcome to a quite late rendition of the old girl here. Uh, Sunday Conversation Podcast. Aaron Taylor, myself, Ben, presented by, um, I don't know, I just want to start saying Taco Casa because I, okay. I don't know, who doesn't like tacos? All right, Taco so, Casa. Uh, it's official. I was just with Trevor this past week, and uh, I decided right now here on the podcast that we're officially sponsored by Taco Casa. Uh, soft opening coming September 6th. Where is it, Ben? The Colony, Texas. Nice. Which is so weird to say. It's like, oh, what colony? Like, was it one of the no, 13 original? The, the no. <laughs> like the, the Ohio State University. Yeah. But uh, yeah, besides that, I think uh, that was all the uh, the nitty gritty that we had to get done. How was your week, bro? Um, week How the was, hell are you, bro? I, I'm I'm excellent. My week was uh, week was good. Nothing like super crazy during the week. I went. Uh, my girl and I went to uh, uh, Boston last night or yesterday for the Sox Yankees game. Um, shout, Brad Brad Shaw, if you're listening, shout out to Brad Shaw. He hooked us up with. Uh, he got us four seats to the game uh, through his work. He got us uh, hooked us up with a hotel room last night. We sold two of the tickets to the game, so we we actually got paid to be there. If you if you look at it that way, uh, sold yeah, socks socks Yanks. Who's not going to want to be there? Hundred and sixty great seats too. Great seats. I'll send you send you a picture of the seats. Uh, and then uh, so this is kind of a funny thing. So the people that we sold the seats to. Or that ended up buying them, I guess. I guess that we, you know, we just sold them through StubHub. Uh, older couple, I'd say probably like early 60s Yankees fans. So the guy is sitting next to me at first. Taylor, we had one, two, three, and four. So Taylor's sitting, you know, on the on the aisle. I'm next to her. Guy's sitting next to me. His wife's next to him. The fur, the entire top half of the first inning, he records every at bat. He recorded all of the Yankees at bats, and. Well, he loves the, the leadoff. And, uh, yeah, you know, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, I get like, you know, Aaron Judge hits in the two hole. So I understand, you know, I get that. But like, I think they went one, two, three. Like, I think it was a one, two, three inning. And this guy recorded every at bat. So we have no interaction with these people the entire game. No interaction whatsoever. The only interaction we had was we Did they went, even know that you sold them the tickets no, or not? No. Really? no. no. So we, we went to go uh, to the bathroom and, and grab uh, drinks at one point. And I just, I tapped the guy on the shoulder and I said, Hey, like we have a, we had a North face bag. Taylor had went and bought a fleece uh, before the game at the North face store on, on Newberry street. And we had it in the bag and I, we were leaving it under the seat. And I just said to the guy like, Hey, would you mind watching this while we go to the bathroom or whatever? And he, and he's like, yeah, no problem. So we come back, I say, thank you. And that's it no interaction. They ended up leaving in the top half of the seventh inning. Now, either the fourth or fifth inning, I forget exactly. One of the Yankees players, I don't even remember who it was, hits hits a solo home run, right? It might have, actually, it may have been a two-run home run. It was a two-run home run. The guy leans over to me and he goes, first one of the year. That's his first one of the year. And that's it. Leans back over, sits back in his seat, and that was the only interaction we had the entire game. They said, "Excuse me," when they got up to leave, and that was it. And he, and he just he he fucking told me that that was that guy's first home run of the year, and then that was it. I was like, "Ah, cool." Uh, 
I was surprised. I, I was surprised you weren't going to be like, yeah, he had the stat book. He was keeping the book for the game. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. I've been to Red Sox games where I've seen guys with the, with the score book, you know, keeping score. Um, well, they still do that. They on the big screen, you know, after whatever happens, they, oh, yeah, it dude. says score that play, you know, whatever it is. There's a uh, lot of people that literally go to an MLB game. They get a big ass bag of peanuts and they yep. sit down and they keep the book for the game. Like yep. there's a demographic of baseball fans that do that. Yep. It, it um, is. It is quite, it is, it is something. Let's put it that way. I think, I think the last MLB game I went to was uh, when I went and I sat on the monster, the monster, Samantha, Gabe, when they were secret dating. Yep. And uh, we had like, I don't know, 244 twisted tees <laughs> or something. We, we spent like a thousand dollars. I was going to say, cause the guy well, behind me, whatever. The guy behind me was drinking those and he made a comment at one point. He's like, they're fucking 15 bucks. <laughs> like, no way. Dude. That's what he said. I think they were like, I want to say they were like 12 or something. When we we're drinking them. Actually, About you'll, 15 bucks. Jesus. You'll, you'll appreciate well, hey, this. I found a, I found a stand that was selling uh, Cisco shark trackers. So I was drinking. I had a Bud Light oh, first nice. and then I switched to shark trackers once I found those. Um, there you go. And then so today. What's the, what's the one I like? The uh, gray. What is it? Gray lady. The gray pale, lady. Uh, pale ale. Yeah. Um, that's what I like. The, then today. So we, you know, we stayed in Boston last night, this morning, you know, got up, we, we went and got coffee, found this great, this great bakery downtown, um, great pastries. And then we walked, we walked through Boston Common, we walked, you know, through Quincy Market, you know, towards the North End, all that stuff, uh, you know, got lunch, came, you know, walked back to the car, came back. And then I, I spent my entire afternoon in traffic. I was in traffic for an hour on the Mass Pike. I, you know, get back to my mom's, grab my dog, say hello to my mom, and my sister for a little bit, and then leave and start to drive back down to New Haven, get on 84. You know, the great thing about that ride is it's basically straight 45 minutes, no matter what. And the second I get onto 84, it's just traffic backed up all the way from the 91 lane. And I had this revolution, revolution, revelation on the way. Uh, Benjamin, your tax dollars really just go to inconvenience you. When you think about it, think about what your tax dollars go to. They basically go to inconvenience you. My Connecticut tax dollars are going to pay these guys double time to work on the 8491 interchange on a Sunday and just inconvenience me. And it took me 30 minutes to get from 84 to 91 today. It does nothing but inconvenience me. Yeah, um, bro, it's. I hate to be like, oh no, it's gonna get better within the next couple of years, but uh, fucking saddle up, <laughs> saddle the fuck up. Oh, you don't think it's, it's gonna, gonna get better? Get... <laughs> <laughs> um, I was honestly thinking that just all of a sudden there's just gonna be this magic, magic like poof, and then all the, like, oh, the United States of America is now focused with uh focus first on infrastructure and uh we're gonna we're gonna clean this bad boy up we're just gonna make it awesome and uh there's never gonna be any traffic it's happening though right elon's doing it with the uh hey maybe yeah public the, trans the, 
public transportation would not be the worst thing in the world. You know, never heard of it. Uh, but anywho, that's that's kind of my week, my weekend. How was uh, how was yours, buddy? How was the uh, the fence job you guys started? Did you do oh, two shit. this week? Um, let's see. We we technically have finished three, and then oh this God. week, uh, this past Sunday. Well, no, no, that was three last week, and okay. then we just finished another. We, we actually worked yesterday and today. So shout out the weekend. Yep. Um, just, but, uh, yeah, last week we went to seaside Florida and visited Trevor and, uh, his, you know, his brother-in-law and his sister and the kids were there and we went and hung out in a place that, um, I went to the, uh, the Truman house. That's where Truman Show was filmed in Seaside. Ah, it's okay. Like per- it's a perfect little town. Um, it, I guess it's in between Panama City and Destin, and it's tucked in there, and it is high, high dollar. And it's, I mean, it was awesome. It was beautiful. We went to the beach uh, for three days, hung out, and... Uh, no walked around biked around checked shit out it was like it was kind of funny because i mean what a great movie we've quoted it before and uh i saw his house i saw truman's house how interesting it is a great movie 336 um oh fuck now i forget the name of the street yeah come on man Um... or is it it's it's uh fucking I forget whatever irrelevant Jim Carrey though funny guy um well it sounds like you had yourself a, a pretty good uh, yeah pretty- it was great oh yeah nothing it was low key nothing crazy at all just didn't go out or anything we were, actually we went out to dinner one night and then uh, yeah kind of just kicked it around cooked and yeah it was fun. Uh, that actually, that reminds me, I was almost a, a bad godson there. We had, uh, we had dinner with my godfather who lives in, uh, lives in Boston, my Jewish godfather, my, my Catholic upbringing, uh, and my Jewish godfather. Um, did you guys, uh, have some latkes? No, we actually, we went to Italy, uh, which is, uh, owned by Oscar Farinetti as Oscar Oliver. Actually, I got to look that up. I couldn't remember yesterday. Oscar. Good, good, uh, good meal. Yeah, it was nice. They, you know, those all those things have uh, all those Italy's have Oscar Farnetti. All of those uh, Italy's have you know Italian restaurants at them where they you know they do a bunch of fresh, fresh pasta, all that stuff. It was really good. Um, uh, ben, I did have a, I did have a question. We'll keep we'll keep today's episode relatively short because it's six thirty on a Sunday night, and I know both of us want to just get on with our evenings. Uh, but I did have something I wanted to talk to you about. Apparently, this has been going on since May. Um, and I was unaware, or if we had spoken about it, I just forgot about it. But there's a class action lawsuit against uh, Safe Moon cryptocurrency. Oh, you know, I just recently saw something about that. Now, you know, my close personal friend Dave Portnoy is being. Um, uh, let me rephrase that. Our close personal friend Dave yeah. Portnoy is being uh, sued, as well as um, you know, for promoting Safe Moon, which apparently is a apparently is a scam or the guys who created it are are taking uh you know skimming 
money off the top of safe money. Oh, dude, all of those are, bro. Come on, everything. So, so the question I wanted to pose to you as you know, the crypto market is, is, you know, recovering. It's, it's, we're recovering here and at a decent, decent pace. Um, do you think though, that this type of news, these type of lawsuits and things turn a negative light onto the crypto market as a whole? Now, before you answer, I will add this, that anybody listening who thinks that this is exclusive to cryptocurrency, let's not forget about all the different amounts of fraud that have happened with publicly traded companies on the New York Stock Exchange, uh, you know, uh, so on and so forth. But Benjamin, what, so do you think that this, these types of lawsuits are bad for the crypto market as a whole? You know, Aaron, I, my honest thought right off the bat would would be that I think it does exactly what it's supposed to do, and I think it's supposed to scare off the the uh, the retail investor. I mean, mm. dude, we're heading towards some major major corporations using crypto, and a lot of those big balance sheet corporations that have to wait to move into an asset class or whatever they're probably acquiring everything that they can right now but ideally you know whoever holds whoever holds the the important shit like once ethereum goes to proof of stake and every single ethereum that you own is going to be generating essentially it's like you know uh, generating you interest um i would reckon that some big players are going to want a lot of them if not all isn't uh isn't uh didn't blackstone just start offering yeah dude they're with coinbase now blackrock 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 that blackstone well, Black, Blackstone's a wine I sold at my first company. So I just, you know, come on, dude. That's uh, yeah. Easy, easy, easily. Uh... Yep. BlackRock pushes into crypto market with Bitcoin private trust. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got massive uh, BlackRock. I mean, that, oh that's, they're the biggest in the world. Ben, what's, their, what's their holdings? It's I was just going like to I was just going to ask you Isn't to take it, a guess. Take a guess. Don't they have a trillion dollars or more? That, they have multiple trillions of dollars. Yeah, exactly. They have $8.5 trillion in assets under management. Yep. That seems like a, a pretty good arm. <laughs> seems like a lot of, seems like honestly, probably too much money to have in one place. Don't you think? Well, that's Well, or it's just like, look at the manipulation that can be. Yeah, done for real. By- that's BlackRock is uh, what's his face, um, uh, Larry. Larry, not Larry Fink. Um, Larry Fink, yeah. Larry Fink. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? That was when, when, when um, uh, the market crashed back last March. He's like, 
or a 22, excuse me, in 2020. Ack- Ackman. Bill yeah, Ackman. Bill Ackman. Bill Ackman. That's what it was. This will never recover from this. This is the worst thing to happen to America since the Great Depression, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Bill Ackman's just printing billions of dollars <laughs> six months later because he's manipulating the markets. I mean, it is, it's, hey, we've talked about it enough times in this podcast that, you know, you get market manipulation. When you control that much money, you can manipulate the market. I mean, that's just the way it works. You know, you've right, got but- trillion dollars in asset holdings. And also the other thing to like, to further go on what we were just talking about was like, look at, so like Safe Moon, that's an issue. Mark Cuban's going through a bunch of shit. I saw that. Yeah. But like, but to me, that's, that's almost got to be more like marketing because Mark Cuban ain't getting hurt. No. I don't care what you say. Like he, he set himself up to, you know, at this point, he's been a big proponent or whatever. Uh, I guess a voice in, with cryptocurrency, obviously, but even if he had, you know, a billion of his dollars in crypto, I'm pretty sure he's got like, I don't know. I think he's got like, he's worth like 10 bill or something. Like, so to me, like when, when they, when they come out with like a, Oh, uh, Mark Cuban's getting sued, you know, crypto, yada, yada, yada. To me, that's just like, he's not getting sued. I'm, I'm sure he's going to get sued, but he's not going to lose for one. And for two, this is just shedding more light on, you know, the space. So he is worth know, what's $4.7 billion. Okay. All right. So even and, and uh... that's on paper too. Let's not forget that. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, but you're right. So he's not he's not going to get hurt by this at all. But the interesting thing to me is that a group that he's being is he being sued? Is that with this business insider lawsuit? Yeah, lawsuit claims Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks duped customers into investing with the new bankrupt crypt, with the now bankrupt crypto platform Voyager Digital, resulting in five billion dollars in losses. Um, so. The thing to me about that is, is that like, okay, for the guy's worth $4.7 billion, why would he knowingly drag people into a Ponzi scheme? If it was a Ponzi scheme and it, that ends up being true, you know, how much, uh, well, I get that uh, he's, he's, he's explicitly involved. How much can you blame him? It's not like a guy with $4.7 billion is like, hey, let me get these also, guys out of uh, right, another then, billy. You know, not to mention like the, the motherfucker is like, uh, the king of shark tank yeah aka a lot of times people have come up to him and been like hey mark let me pitch this deal to you and a lot of times he's made a shitload of money off of it and maybe voyager was one of his his you know what do they call it one of his losses in terms of it's like hey you win some you lose some um i think he's still winning in so many other places but to me that like i was saying it's just like it's crypto in the news that's that's we're heading we're heading towards you know like watching some of these little countries start making these you know big changes in terms of financial like financial system changes Mm -hmm. in favor of cryptocurrency and mainly bitcoin at this point but still it's like this shit's around and, and we've known that and we'll forever be saying that. Right. But it's just like, 
from what I understand is about to happen with this Ethereum merge is like pretty massive for Ethereum at least. Um, because it, it becomes deflationary. Mm. Ethereum no longer is inflationary. Yeah. Is that the right word? I don't know. Wow. Jesus Christ. Ben, do you know what the most successful product on Shark Tank has ever been? I actually had an idea it was this, but I wasn't sure until I just saw this. I think it's something really, really silly. Like a, like a, what is it? It's, it's, it's Bombas. Do you know Bombas, the sock company? Yes. Oh, wait, Bombas? Okay. Yeah, B-O-M-B-A-S. It's, it was Damon John. I remember watching this episode. I used to watch I used to watch uh, uh, every week. So Damon John bought in for 200 gr- – he bought in 17.5% of the company for 200 grand. They have done a lifetime sales of $225 million. <laughs> Whew. How interesting. And then Scrub Daddy is the silly one you're thinking That's of. the one I was thinking of. The, Two, 209 million. That's number two. That's the one that has like the... The smiley the, face on the yes, sponge. Yep, yep. That <laughs> was what I was thinking. I saw one of those the other day. I was at the, 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 I think the gas or the grocery store. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know these things were out, you know, but... um, Okay, Benny. Let's let's get on with our evenings. I'll chop this up, get it up. I just literally, as we're doing this, I got a text message from uh, our custom mug producer, sir. What part of Sunday do you not understand about Sunday conversation? Um, that's absolutely hilarious because I was just looking at my mugs the other day, and I was like, <laughs> shit. Like, I wonder what I wonder what we're gonna get. Like, what our new uh taglines are to go underneath our mug well Um, she's she's moving so you know she's gonna have to ship them to us from now on but all right katie we heard you it's it'll be up in 20 minutes all right take it fucking easy um benny you got anything else not at all have a good have a good week pal love you love you bro